This is Judith Marians in Los Angeles, California, USA. And Andrea Kleibel-Kurtzman in Vienna, Austria. And welcome to Brava, your podcast guide for women in the creative industries. Today, Judith and I want to talk about the conundrum that often arises when a woman wants her voice heard, but doesn't want to upset anyone by sounding too bossy, too demanding, or the word we've often heard, too bitchy. So how does a woman in possibly male-dominated situations speak in a way that says what she means and at the same time is well-received and effective? Personally, I tend to be very straightforward when I speak, I suppose is my training as a lawyer. It is logical to me that if I want something, I just ask for it, or if I hear misinformation, I correct it. But I've had to learn to consider how the person or the people I'm talking to are receiving what I say. I want my words to land, but not to explode. And how to do this artfully is really the challenge. I think it's a challenge that many women face And it often leads to them using more tentative language than men. That's like a subconscious preemptive strike, an attempt to negate certainty and assuredness and to take the sting out of something by seeming too bossy. I found that this habit is of being self-effacing starts really early. Many of my young female students will ask or answer a question in class by starting with something like, you may think this is stupid, but you may not agree with me, but... It's their way of dealing with the embarrassment of being shot down for their opinions or requests or appearing to be a know-it-all, and they're only 18. So should women have to learn how to deal with the repercussion from what they say or how they speak? In my estimation, we should always aim for accomplishing what we're after. So we have to do more than that. We have to anticipate the possible reaction that people may have to how we approach something, and we have to prepare for it so that we come out with the best result that we're after. Sometimes the reaction has nothing to do with merit, but is just a strategy to take a woman out of the game. Wait, explain that. You and I both have seen women who are outstanding professionally, but have been sidetracked because of their personalities. It happens so much more often than with men. A dominant, ambitious, competitive, straight-talking man is not seen as a, a pariah, probably a tough adversary or a demanding boss, but not an outcast. But a woman with the same qualities, that's a different story unless she's the leader of the pack, of course. Watch out, she's abrasive, overbearing, or just plain undesirable. So what's the best approach for women talking assertively in the workplace? First, I think we have to get over the fact that we may not be treated fairly, but my aim is always to accomplish and be effective. So I just think of the approach that will work for women, and it is different. It may not be desirable to have to be different from the guy sitting at the head of the table, but whatever works is what you should aim for. My advice is to use the best strategy and the one that works, and that gets you to where you want to go. When I want to make a point and I want it to be heard and given equal consideration, I not only think of what I want to say and how I will present it, but also who is going to hear what I'm about to say. After all, speech is a two-way street, speaking and hearing. This is when I sweeten the kitty. That's a poker term, meaning doing something that's more agreeable or more enticing. Well, my hair stands a bit on end like a cat now. (laughs) Why should we need to sweeten the kitty? And how do you suggest we do that? 
you need to sweeten the kitty because it works. And I'd like to explain that expression with an anecdote. When the concept of sweetening the kitty was brought home to me, I was the top attorney working for a nasty boss who ruled by threat. I got on well enough with him because I was older and his personality no longer could frighten me. I was overseeing a very big transaction with a German broadcasting company, and I was engaged in major negotiations. My boss received a call from the German executive complaining about my manner of dealing. It was too direct and it was too aggressive for him. My boss told me this without any niceties, and I said to him I was using the same approach that he used, and he responded, you can't do that. And I got it instantly. Wait a minute. What did you get? woman has to find her own way of being forceful, assertive, and that does not alienate. Are these extra concerns for us? Are they fair? No, but they are simply so. So we have to address them. A woman shouldn't be an imitation man or an imitation anything. It doesn't work. It doesn't fit. It's like wearing an overcoat that's the wrong size for you. So what I got out of that very simple statement, you can do that, was a truth. And it was followed by a challenge to me. How do I be myself? How do I be strong enough and smart enough without seeming bitchy, whether that's justified or not, and without alienating the other party, which would have made me ineffective? And that's not where I want to end up. So let me repeat this. The truth is be yourself, but the challenges don't alienate the other side, even if you're annoyed. So you don't lose your stand and become pointless. What do you do to sweeten the kitty then? You add some understanding of the concerns of the person you're talking to. You can't just talk facts. Introduce something that makes sense of your position. I'll give you just a few examples that are simple and work well. Let's say you're asking for a raise because you're more experienced than when you started you're dealing with higher level assignments. Instead of saying you deserve a raise because you're working harder, a little sweetener can make it more readily acceptable, better heard. You might say something like, I'm now doing more high level work and people in the field handling these kinds of assignments are being paid X dollars. I know you have a department budget that you have to allocate to all the members on your team, so it might be problematic for you, but I'd like to be brought up to market value. Can you please consider this and get back to me later this week? And thanks. Or if you're negotiating with another party and each of you want to secure what's best for yourself, to add something like, we want your company to buy all of our output of winter coats, but if you can't sell the ones without hoods, we'll exclude those since we don't want you to lose money and be unhappy with this transaction. And then I think you'll understand that we will add another 2% to the price of the purchases that you make so that we can also come out with the profit margin that we want. Show understanding and consideration. Yes, I know these qualities are usually associated with women. And if they work, why not use them? So the outcomes are often better if you frame the setting in the context of organizational relationships or the higher good. Now, are there circumstances when a woman can be just outright commanding or direct? Yes, of course. When you're interviewing for a job, you should ask probing questions about the future of the enterprise or your responsibilities or your opportunities for advancement or who you'll be working with. You want information, so then just go for it. And if you are involved in a situation that seems unethical, you have to say so and why. And you don't have to make it sweet. You just have to make it factual. Or when you're being asked why something is not working well in your surroundings and you know where the failure lies, you should identify it. 
Or when someone in charge is being overreaching, you need to set boundaries so that you don't wind up being taken advantage of all the time. And certainly with this sexual harassment going on, you have to take steps to stop it. You can't allow it to exist. In other words, when matters are clearly unacceptable or need explanation, then just get to the point. I'll give you an example. I was sought after by an executive who was overly demanding and unreasonable. Because of the area that he represented, I wanted the job because I wanted to learn that field of knowledge. So I told him I'd like the position. And I said, I'll always meet your deadlines and produce work as close to perfect as possible. But you cannot give me a hard time about vacations or dentist appointments or things like that, which he was known to do. I added that I would consider his needs and he had to consider mine. He was shocked by my being so upfront, but he hired me and we got on relatively well. He knew just how unreasonable he could be with me and still keep me, and I set the boundaries. But at the same time, I pledged my best efforts and I sweetened the kitty. So the takeaway is very simple this time. Sweetening the kitty is a way to win the game. In our next episode, we'll be talking about becoming your future self. Thank you for listening to Brava. If you'd like to follow us, please go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Amazon Podcasts and rate us. You'll also find us on social media and www.brava.productions.